Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Anne Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection. I am one of your co-hosts, Ann Baldwin, president of Baldwin Media. And I'm Lisa DeMattis-Lapore, CEO and president of The Connection. We got two presidents in the room, man. Hi, president. Yeah. Female, female, female Female power. Female power. (laughs) Isn't it great, though? Isn't it great to work your way up in an organization like you have at The Connection? And, you know, it's it's interesting. It's kind of like back to my reporting days. You know, I feel that I earned my stripes. I, I was a fat weather girl in Cheyenne, Wyoming. That was my first job Come out of college. On. Oh, yeah. But in Wyoming, everybody's kind of fat. So it kind of <laughs> worked out, right? So, you know, I, and then from there, I went to uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, and then I ended up at NBC in Hartford. So, you know, you really kind of got to earn your stripes. And you did the same thing. I mean, I did. You, you started out on the clinical side at the connection. I did. And I know. From there, That's how many of- years later? 26, I think. You've been there 26 years. 26, 27. Wow. I and lost count. I, yeah. Oh, 27. 27 in, in uh, April. Wow. April. Th- that's yeah. amazing. And now you're the president and CEO and great things are happening at The Connection. That's it's just been, fantastic. It's been a great career. It's been a, it's been a wild ride, but a great ride. And yeah. mostly because of the clients that we help in the community and the success of those folks from even our first, the first program I was hired for, Halley House still in contact with those women and those children that were born there are right in their 20s and thriving and doing great and in college out of college and so yeah you know treatment works that's it, that's a good example it does if you works. have the right resources and, exactly. and that's what we talk about on this program because you know whether it's coming out of incarceration whether it's uh, drug abuse you know and at the connection you treat the whole family which is is interesting and you've been around long enough to see the results of effective treatment which is fantastic and, and i think it's apropos um for the topic we're talking about today because I think one of the definitely one of the important things for folks getting to get getting their life together and getting in recovery is really having someone who's a coach and a role model that they can look up to and see that treatment works and even though it's difficult that you know there's hope to move forward and really change your life and have a better existence and that you can change your roadmap irregardless of how old you are or what happened I'm not saying it's easy but I'm saying that there are people out there who are true role models and we have a great guy here today a mutual friend who's a role model to all of us mm-hmm. and uh so I, how did you i don't even know how you met uh rob rudowitz who's rob our, rudowitz he is. i met him back in the day when i was at channel 30 out on the streets uh doing news reporting and rob was in his uniform and uh you know we'd run into each other at crime scenes or or whatever it might be and then rob um, when i started my business hired us to do some media training for law enforcement so we go way back. Well, thank you for that. Way back. And and we can say, Rob, and, and you've 
you said we can say this that you're also a person in recovery as am i and and it's great to because we want to talk about recovery coaches today and lisa just hit on a really good point because my alcoholism didn't really kick into full gear until i was 50 and i'm 57 and I got seven years sober, right? So regardless of your age, it's never too late to get the support. And one of the hardest things for me to do in the beginning was to walk into the rooms. And had I known about recovery coaching, I probably could have saved myself about $40,000 between detox and rehab um, had I had this option or had it been around. But I don't know that recovery coaching was around seven years ago, was it? Uh, the idea was, the concept was, but it has it is, it is really taken off over the last um, probably four or five years maybe. Um, and and it, it's really taken off as a, um, a change, pro as a process of change to help uh, folks find their recovery and we'll get we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more so for our listeners why don't we start by defining what a recovery coach is um you know what i want to talk a little bit about re what recovery is okay okay let's start there uh, you know because recovery um i think people have misconceptions about what recovery is i think that people um think that um as long as we stop drinking mm -hmm. or doing drugs or whatever it is, um, whatever it is that uh, we're recovering from, um, that we're in recovery. And recovery really is a process of change to, to improve our health and wellness. Now, for the person, now I don't want to confuse anything, but for the person in recovery, I like CCAR's definition because CCAR defines recovery um, as if someone says they're in recovery, they're in recovery. And we should mention CCAR is a Connecticut Community for Addiction, addiction Recovery, recovery. Mm -hmm. right. um, a great organization that does great work as well. That is a good definition because you don't argue that, right? You don't right. say if someone says I'm in recovery, then you're in recovery. And that's really, in a lot of cases, step one. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think that just to kind of differentiate what we were just talking about, I'm talking about, you know, from the sort of the outside perspective, the person who is watching the addict or the alcoholic. If they stop drinking, then they are in recovery. For the alcoholic and the addict, it requires that sort of process of change. But it starts with the person saying, I'm in recovery. Does it also start with someone saying, I want this. I want to get sober. I want to stop what I'm doing. I mean, I remember laying in bed at night, praying to God, said, please don't let me drink tomorrow. And then tomorrow would come when I would drink. You know, so that's the other component of it, isn't it? Isn't it? Because, you know, like I said, I mentioned the $40,000 price tag. You know, I had the means to go to a rehab. Not everybody does. And so that's where I think, too, you know, this, this recovery coaching in your home is so much more approachable and so much more doable for, for the average addict or alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that um, going away to treatment is really discovery. And the recovery occurs when you're out, when you're in your environment, when you're out mm -hmm. living your life in your community, in that's your right. workplace, in your homes. Um, that's where that's where real recovery takes place. Um, the 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 idea that um, somebody needs to say that they want it critical. It's a, it's a critical piece. If somebody. Um, if somebody does not believe that they have a problem, but yet all, there are all these other indicators, then I think that that's where recovery coaching comes into play because 
someone may be on the fence. They may be thinking, I don't have a problem, right? They may be thinking, it's everybody else's problem. If, if, if she would get off my back, if the boss would not do this, if everybody, you know, it's everybody else's problem but mine, um, recovery coaching comes in where we can help them find that sort of that fence to be on so that we look at it from both perspectives. Okay, you don't have a problem, but how do we account for all these things that are going on in your life? Do you have these problems when you don't drink? And the answer typically is no. You know, anything that, any any sort of bad things that happen, happen when I'm drinking, when I'm using drugs. That's typically the answer. So we try to create that discrepancy for folks so that they can start to look at it and go, all right, well, maybe I need to change, but I don't know how. Um, I don't know how to change. And that's part of the recovery coaching process. And Lisa, you see this all the time with your programs at The Connection. And, you know, folks that say it's everybody else's problem. But when you've got two, three DUIs and you're doing jail time and you're coming out and starting all over, I mean, that's also the resources that you help these people with. So to Rob's point, it's when you get out. It's when you get back into your your environment that's and, when the and real the work starts. people, places, and things, right? That's mm-hmm. when the real work mm-hmm. starts. You know, seeds are planted and, you know, you, treatment is great. And I obviously that's what we do at The Connection. At the same time, a lot of work really happens when you leave. That's when you have to really apply some of those techniques. But it's it's more than just education. It's it's about getting hooked up with others who understand what you've been through. It's about going. I you know I'm a supporter of you know twelve step programming. So I am too. You know, having you know doing that whether you need a you know whether you need a sponsor or not. But that's the point though is you have to have assistance moving forward because you're dealing now with life as it comes without going to drugs or alcohol or something else to sort of not deal with it. And so how do you do that again? And that's really scary for a, for a lot of folks. You know, a lot of people are afraid to leave treatment. You know, oh, it's if I leave, I'm going to relapse. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do when I get out of here, even though I've been clean for however long? How well, yeah, and it's, right? it's not hard to do, right? You're locked into a facility or a house or wherever the treatment center is and you got safe and you're safe and you got 28 days and you can you know yeah it's a great accomplishment getting it over is. getting 28 days under your belt is a great accomplishment but if you don't have the plan in place and the resources when you get out trust me that's when you need it that's when you need it the because most. there's the relapse danger what's it like rob what is the reaction when you go into people's homes because that's where you do the recovery that, coaching. well that's yeah in in my particular case that's where we do it and um it it, it really creates a safe environment for them for, for the for for the folks that we treat um, because not you know 12-step program was mentioned and 12-step program saved my life and it saves many people's lives amen um, but it's not for everybody not everybody no, gravitates right. towards that initially and there are some you know some differences between recovery coaching and 12-step program where the 12-step program focuses solely on the 12 steps, steps Fol- yeah. so, focuses solely on, um, you know, following um, the tenets of that particular 12 step program. Recovery coaching is sort of more holistic and it, and it, and it kind of looks at the whole person. Um, and, and one of the sort of one of the big differences between recovery coaching and say 12 step sponsorship is you know, a 12 step, kind of the old school 12 step sponsor is going to say, 
you know what? I know better than you, so you need to listen to me. You need to follow this recipe right here that's in this book. And if you do, you're going to be okay. And so we're in effect telling someone how to find their recovery. In recovery coaching, we kind of take it from the standpoint of we're going to let it be self-directed in many ways. And we're going to find out what works for that person and where their comfort zone is in terms of developing their own pathway because there can be multiple pathways to recovery. Um, 12-step program is one of them. And there's, a, there's nothing to say you can't do a combination of things. That's what I do. I mean, it's whatever works for you. It's right. It's And, you know, for me, I found a home, a home group years ago. I feel comfortable there. I feel like uh, I've got support there. So, so that's great. What is the information? Because we're about halfway through the program, Rob. If people want more information on your recovery coaching program. Um, I would suggest that they go to CCAR website because that's where the real information is. Now, if you're talking about for the company that I work for, that's Aware Recovery Care, and um, they can go to awarerecoverycare.com and find out information about in-home treatment um, for, um, uh, for, the, for services. Okay, and we should also mention that The Connection has resources on their website, you know, today we're talking about uh, recovery coaching, but for any issues that you that are listening or your family members might have, um, they've got a great website as well. It's The Connection Inc., all one word, theconnectioninc.org, and they also have a toll-free helpline. And if you call that and you don't get a person or you leave a message, someone gets back to you immediately, immediately. and that number is 855 435 How long, how long of a program is your recovery coaching program you know what there is no timeline to it um um, you if if you engage with with an individual depending on where they're at because you know somebody can have multiple years of recovery and benefit from a recovery coach so tell rob talk about a little bit sort of the meats meat and potatoes about how this how this works um okay um, well, take us through a typical day of a recovery t- yeah. coach. All right. So depending on where the person is at, um, we are going to sit down, we're going to engage, and we're going to find out where they are at in their in their sort of stage of change. Okay. So we, we've heard of the stages of change. Um, and if somebody is in that, what what's called the pre-contemplative state where they are just, I don't have a problem and they're in full-blown denial, Um, We're going to take the approach of trying to develop that discrepancy that we want to get them to. We want to get them to that point where they're looking at two alternatives. You know, um, maybe I have a problem and maybe I need to change, but I don't know how. So that's a good starting point is to help them sort of discover where um, how how they want to change. And, and, And the way that I do this is by asking them. Where do you want to be in five years from now? Because typically the person we're dealing with is, you know, in a, in a hole. They're in a, they're, they're in a, they're in a difficult position. Maybe they're losing their job. They're losing their family. Maybe they're, you know, in, in, uh, they've been arrested, whatever the case may be. Um, and so if I ask the question, where do you want to be in five years? They'll typically say, I want my job back. I want my family back. I, you know, uh, I want to get this court case, you know, resolved. And so the next question would be, what's preventing you from getting there and and it will get it will it'll turn on that light bulb to for them to think or say well my drinking 
because my drinking got me to this point. Okay. Um, and so that would be my next question. What got you to this point? Right. And it's already been answered in a way, but I want to get them to verbalize it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of starts the process. And then what? What happens after that? So if that pre-contemplation, if they're not at that step, what's next? Um, if they're not at the pre-contem, if they're still if they're, in, if they're still in denial, or then, or, or yeah, or 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 they're getting to that point where we're developing discrepancy, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna build upon that, and we're gonna try to help them answer their own questions, you know, through um, you know motivational interviewing, which is a uh, um, you know a, uh, a technique for yes. for uh, um, helping individuals, particularly with uh, drug and alcohol addiction problems. Um, and so we want them, it, it, it really is self-directed through the process of, um, you know, and, and it might be something as simple as um, somebody mentions they want to continue drinking and they're going to try to control it. They're going to use control drinking. Good luck with that. And you know what? But we say to them, okay, really, let us know how it works. How does that work for us, you? Let us know how that works for you. And, and maybe we'll come up with a harm reduction plan. In a sense of, okay, if you want to try this, if you're drinking seven nights a week, see if you can drink five nights a week. Take two off, you know. Um, but it gets a little tricky because if somebody is um, drinking every night of the week, they may need detox. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so you know, and, and detoxing from alcohol is dangerous. So. Oh. Absolutely. You know, there, there's, um, you know, there's medical issues that need to be considered as well. It's so, one of the most dangerous um, things to detox from is. alcohol. More deaths um, come from not people not detoxing properly from alcohol than, than right. any other drug. So, right. And there's that, a high risk of seizure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's why, for example, when I went to rehab with my interventionist, you know, he fed me vodka the whole flight. And... Uh, I thought, wow, well, this is a great trip. You know, this is, if this is a detox and rehab, I'm in. But, you know, it was because of the dangers of not doing it properly. So that's that's something that people have to really take into consideration. Yeah. So to, just to kind of get back to Lisa's question about, you know, where do we go from there? Well, our, our process, mm -hmm. the recovery coaching process is just that. It is um, a, a starting point depending on where they are at in the in the stage of Which change. Which is key. This is key. It, it's huge. It's huge. It we need to know where they're at in the stage huge. of change. Mm -hmm. um, and as as we're helping them develop discrepancy so they can start to see through their own denial, and that's really what it's about, um, we want to help them develop their own recovery capital. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by recovery capital is um, they need to develop some of the internal resources in order for them to have the confidence, to, the belief, I should say, that they can do this, that they can recover. Because, you know, a person, depending on where they are um, when, when, they're, when they're first seeking help, um, could be in a deep, dark hole. You know, when we jump in with them and we say, we've been here, we're going to show you the way out. Um, and, uh, um, you know, depending on where they're at, you know, the, the, the developing the recovery capital might be helping them develop that self-efficacy, the belief that they can do this. Without breaking confidentiality, obviously. Can you give me, a, uh, and Lisa and our listeners, can you give us an example of how somebody got into the recovery coaching and some positive results? 
um, uh, I mean, I have, you know, individuals that I've worked with um, who, you know, in the beginning, you know, they're, they're just coming out of a facility um, and they're at that point where they don't know how their life is going to get better because they're suspended from work, they're out of their homes. Um, and, you know, if we, as we start to build upon what was established in the treatment program, um, by getting them to understand the disease concept, by getting them to understand um, where they are at in their own uh, initial recovery process, um, finding out what resources they need, um, you know, it, it just kind of builds upon. And part of it might be go to a 12-step program. Part of it might be, you know, the recovery capital that they need to initially build might be getting their health back. That's recovery capital. I think this model is amazing. I really do for a variety of reasons for all the clients that we've served because I really think that there is something so strongly to be said about a holistic approach and really meeting the person where they are and guiding them not sort not being like a parental you do this or mm-hmm. or I'm you know what that doesn't work I'm no. sorry I know I mean that would not work for me No and there's and there's a concept that we use in in the recovery coaching um, where we want to make sure that we're treating people as resources, not as objects. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if someone is telling me that I have to do something a certain way, um, I'm probably going to resist it. I right. knowing, know, me knowing too. myself, yeah. you know, well, don't and, tell and, me you know, I have to do something. Right. And most people I think with alcoholism or drug addiction, you know, they have that strong and they've probably been told, you know, by other people, family members, you know, what you have to do and do this and do that. And that is part of the problem. It's a disease. Yeah. Alcoholism is a disease. And I think it has to be treated as such. Yeah. But and, I think you're empowered. You know what you're, you know what you're doing, Rob? You're empowering the individual right. to good take word. control of their life. Good, good word. And, and the way we go about doing that is asking them, what do you think is going to work for you? Mm-hmm. Let's start to, to, to develop a wellness plan. Okay, so that we could start to look at different components of your life, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, financial, uh, familial, um, nutritional, nutritional, employment based. I mean, why it's so great. All, right. all sort of components of it. And, you know, someone may be in a position where they got a great job. They haven't lost it. They're financially secure. But man, their family is a mess and physically they're a wreck. This is so, like a life coach and a lot. It's, right. It, this it, is what it is. Yep, right. That, it's, that, I need a life coach. I do too. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not even in recovery, well, Lisa. Well, you, and, know what? you know, it's a great thing to have someone else come in and take a look from the outside and, with the tools and with the, you know, the proven methods of recovery coach. This is why for you, Rob, because Rob was a colleague. We worked together for many years. He's so compassionate about this work and he's such a role model and he's so honest. And to have folks like Rob, in your life to as a role model is so key because it's hard not to look up to someone like Rob. Mm-hmm. It really, it's, it's, it's it only because really, I'm tall. Well, Hey, <laughs> it's so great. Just again, to have that peer support and to do it and to feel it in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I have to stay focused on is, you know, in being in this um, kind of a position and being in this business is that I also have to pay attention to my own recovery right. and that because I'm an advocate of recovery, that is not my 
program of recovery per se, right. you know, and, and I look at recovery as a lifestyle, mm-hmm. not a program. Recovery really is a lifestyle. And so I have my own recovery coach to make sure that I'm paying attention to my own wellness, to my own recovery capital that I, that I've built up over the years and that I could certainly lose. You know, I always say that I'm one bad decision away from being in a place I don't want to be. You know, and that's interesting too, because um, I know when I've been approached by people that want recovery or looking for advice, it does have an impact on me and and my recovery. And I like what you said, Rob, because I have to refocus on, well, I want to help this person or give them some advice. I got to pay attention to me too, because that that's can't replace what I'm already doing. Right. It's, it's really important. Um, we got and about, it goes to the old saying, you can't give away what you don't have. Exactly. Exactly. Rob, why don't you give out your information again? Yeah, if people please. are interested in the program. Um, well, I, I mean, if anyone is interested in, uh, in, in individual recovery coaching, I would recommend they go directly to the Connecticut community for addiction recovery because they have a volunteer base. Uh, recovery coaches that they use within the community. If someone is looking for in-home based treatment, aware recovery care um, is the, the the premier treatment uh, program um, in 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 uh, um, for for in-home addictions based treatment. And that's in Connecticut. In Con- oh, in Connecticut, and New Hampshire, actually. That's wonderful. Connecticut, New Hampshire, because this is a superpower radio station. Yeah. We're reaching people in Massachusetts and all over the place. So, so give us the uh, contact info, Rob, again for aware. Um, it would be awarerecoverycare.com and that you would get all of the, all of the information that you need, uh, right from the, uh, web. Okay. Uh, including, uh, phone numbers and, uh, hotlines. Great. So that's um, in-home care, recovery coaching for, for those of you um, in addiction, seeking seeking assistance. And also, uh, just another reminder for folks out there, for any services you or your family may need with mental health and or addiction services, um, you can contact The Connection at theconnectioninc.org. And we also have our toll-free hotline, 855-435-7955. 7955, which is also help. Yeah. That stands for help. But I don't like giving out phone numbers with a word because then I can never figure it out. Yeah. And I believe... That's my addiction, right? I, I can't figure out the numbers. I, I believe <laughs> that there's a tremendous role for recovery coaching within especially residential programs because um, it, it has a multitude of impact um, on mm-hmm. clients. On yeah. To me, this is, Rob, closing the loop. I mean, the loop is ongoing. The care is ongoing. But that's why Rob and I actually have a meeting coming up next week because we're going to be talking about this model and how it's it will impact the clients that we serve. And I'm in a huge support of what Rob's doing, and that's why I'm really happy to have him on the show today. Absolutely. It's just, uh, it's just one step closer because back to the point, if you're in a program or you've got some time under your belt, what's next? And it can't hurt. You know, even my daughter, when she goes to a meeting with me or, you know, I share with her some of the information of the program, she's like, I I like that. You know, it's good for life. I mean, these are life skills that sometimes people just need some help looking at. Um, Whether, and again, it's the nutritional thing. I never looked at my nutrition or holistic approach. Yeah, I I think that there's a tremendous uh, role for recovery coaching in uh, residential programs, in uh, treatment facilities, um, you know, kind of across the board. 
um, because it, it does differ from um, sponsorship. It does differ nice. from addictions counselors because, again, it, it takes a holistic approach. And um, the, 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 the majority of recovery coaches that I've come across are all in recovery themselves. And so, you know, there's, there's uh, a tremendous impact that a peer-to-peer Huge. can have Huge. On, an, on an individual. I'm in absolute support of this model, Rob, and I really feel that this is the piece that's so missing when folks get out of treatment um, because they don't have this in their life, and I can't, I really can't support it enough, so I'm really grateful that you're doing this work and that you're here to promote this model, which I think is really key to getting better. Right. Continued success. Thanks for sharing the news about your program. Thanks, Rob. And we want to thank all of you for listening to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.